0: Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit Anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic.
1: Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning
0: All right, what's going on, people of the internet? Welcome back to another episode of the Waveform Podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Marquez. And I'm Andrew. And in today's episode, we're talking, uh, let's see, a couple things. We're gonna talk about some of the mixing of iMessage and RCS and reactions that's been happening lately, kind of Mm -hmm. interesting to follow. Also, we're gonna talk about smartphone trade-ins, some really crazy deals you can get in the Samsung world. But first off, we gotta talk about the Super Bowl, Mm -hmm. just a little bit, a little bit of classic media.
2: I guess. yeah classic media talking about future tech look at that yeah i didn't even write that down A little uh, transition yeah there we go will. um we had the super bowl this weekend and i think one thing we were guessing at the studio is how many ev ads we, we would see and we're definitely not the only people who thought that
0: yeah i was trying to set an over under how many electric vehicle commercials do we think we're gonna see at the super bowl because the super bowl is kind of like our litmus for like What's trending in the mm. world of, I guess, advertising, but really just in just mainstream. Like, yeah, in yeah. mainstream, it turned out crypto had a, a not just a moment, but several of them. Yeah. As as some of the biggest commercials, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not sure if there are more crypto or electric car commercials now. That I, think I think there was
2: more it. electric car, but there was more crypto than I expected, and there was yeah. also that terrible MetaQuest commercial that yeah. was just brutal there is
0: I remember a long time ago I had a it was a homework assignment I think this was high school actually Uh where the homework assignment was to watch the Super Bowl specifically for the commercials and to take notes and to see this was definitely like an advertising writing class something like that and to see like what we noticed about the commercials and that's like stuck with me ever since like I just I I pay attention to the ads during the Super Bowl Uh it's the biggest traditional commercial moment of the year, at least in this country. Yeah, it's
2: gotten worse and worse over the few. Pe- yeah, Less and less creative, but um, there's still some good ones. I actually, as I was writing this down and talk looking through and re-watching all the EV ones, I came to the conclusion, I thought the EV ads were the best of the Super Bowl. If like you had to pick all the uh. commercials in a category, I thought the EV ones were some of the best, some of the most creative, some of the funniest. I feel like we always get like,
0: Three out of every 10 of the commercials, probably the majority, uh, are like Miller Lite or Bud Light or some Budweiser commercial. And they're not as good as... Doritos, they always have some commercials. Like, there's always a certain set number of, like, pillar advertisers that we're used to seeing. Mm -hmm. Um, So the ones that aren't those are a little more interesting to pay attention to because we're so used to seeing that
2: stuff. Funny enough, though, they still are kind of the pillar. The ones we specifically saw, and we'll get into that, is, like, legacy car manufacturing in the U.S. is huge, and, like... GM, Ford, all of these car companies are always making a ton of commercials, and they're some of the biggest. It's just interesting that this year almost all of those were EV based. Yeah, so it feels like it's bringing EV to the masses, and um, that's kind of what I wanted to talk about here because there were a lot of them and they were good. Yeah, did Um,
0: you see? Also, I just this is a random tidbit, but did you see on Twitter Doug Demiro tweeted. Uh, a screenshot of his YouTube analytics during the Super Bowl. No. And he got a bump of a couple thousand views on his Kia EV6 review video. Interesting. Because as soon as that commercial aired, people went to YouTube and looked it
2: up. Let's start right there. Let's start at the Kia commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, okay. Yeah, My over-under,
0: Okay, I set it at nine and a half. Yeah, I was very optimistic. Mm-hmm. I thought there would be a lot. But I thought there would be some real cars and then some like, we're going to electrify our future with like type ads.
2: Ones that still showed cars are just like we're broad broad. Toyota,
0: here we come. There will be lots of EVs. That type of commercial Toyota
2: was one of the main sponsors of the Super Bowl. I don't recall them mentioning EV once. Didn't even mention
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of pickup trucks.
2: So but we did get a, a bunch of actual EV commercials mm-hmm. that we want to talk about. So you want to start with the Kia?
3: Yeah, yeah. I, I think we don't have to one. talk
2: through all of them. I have them all written down in case we want to reference it. But I I thought the Kia one was one of my favorites, that, and that was my favorite in my group of people watching. The Kia one got some of the most talk as well. Funnily enough, because someone a bunch of people were like, "That's the new Hyundai." I was like, "It's not," but you're also right yeah. because it's built on the same base, same um, platform. But do, do you want to talk about the? The robot dog and the yeah,
0: it was basically like there's this world of real dogs and then robot dogs and the robot dogs feel left out, but they really want to connect with humans and so it sees this uh, this Kia EV6 on the street and it's mm-hmm. like wow I really connect with that and so this adorable robot dog goes on a quest to connect with the robot car and eventually it jumps into the sunroof and then the battery mm-hmm. dies. It's a, it's a whole yeah adventure. for
2: whatever reason it deems the best way to connect with the EV6 is to jump from the roof of a building in the city. <laughs> yeah classic um and then yeah it it's battery dies and then here's a question i actually have about this so the battery dies it lands on the floor and then the guy plugs it into the charging port on his car Mm -hmm. and charges it at lightning speeds by the way warp charging can like take a step back to what the charging speeds on that dog was yeah um and it charges do they have some sort of like the f-150 like backwards reverse charging See, in it? I'm I guessing that, no, but...
0: When I saw that, I thought he unplugged the car and plugged in the dog no. with the same thing. He
2: very specifically plugs back into the car and then there's like a USB-A cable going into the, which is also like <laughs> robot dog 2022 USB-A. USB-A? Are on. you kidding me? Come but on. um Come on. Okay, so I didn't know. Uh, right? Yeah, I don't. We're I'm not aware way of, too deep in this.
0: I'm I not think. aware of that being a real feature that is shipping.
2: I would love if that's how they announced it.
1: <laughs>
0: we will yeah. have reverse charging mm-hmm. from the Kia EV6. All now you know robot it. But not for other cars, just for robot pets. Just for robot pets. That would um, be solid. No, I like that commercial a lot.
2: I did. I also think the EV6 looks really nice. I really, really did. it. It's really sharp. It's really sharp. It is the Ionic 5, but like the sharper, sportier version, I feel like. And I like yeah. it a lot. And... uh There was an Ionic 5 commercial also from Hyundai, uh, a caveman commercial with Jason Bateman, kind of like the evolution of humankind, and then kind of talked about the evolution of EVs and how they used to not be very good and Mm -hmm. how they are getting better. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought it was cute. It's always funny how they try to, everyone has to frame it a
0: certain way. Yeah. Like you can advertise a product, but the Super Bowl is really about making a statement about your product and how it relates to others. You're telling a story more than anything. So I saw lots of like really overproduced commercials for simple things like Salesforce or like random simple Uh, single-use things even. Um, So for electric cars, it's always like, you're not just telling the story of like, here's a new product. It's um, this is the future of our cars or this is like some futuristic high-tech thing. They always mm -hmm. try to loop in some little bit of that.
2: It's funny because since Tesla has- basically no marketing and like they've been doing this for a long time and we're just seeing legacy manufacturers kind of taking this jump this is all the stuff we would have seen if tesla had a marketing budget and wanted to do cutesy commercials for the mainstream like Mm. they're kind of this is the first time we're seeing how legacy and just mainstream marketing of evs is kind of not because tesla never did any of that yeah that was kind of cool like we got to see a bunch of that yeah
0: i I wonder what a tesla super bowl ad would look like like i've seen tesla videos tesla intros to their events tesla production i've seen it i wonder if they made a super bowl ad what what that would look like that would be interesting
2: i think they would call us because we won their love day commercial that's that's
0: a valid point Mm -hmm. that's a valid point they could um one of my favorites was the Polestar commercial Yes. This was earlier in the night. Uh it was mm-hmm. in the first half sometime. I remember watching it and thinking, Oh, that's a sharp looking they picked the Polestar two in oh, white. Holy black and white. A nice looking vehicle. Mm-hmm. And and the the commercial itself was very it was just like a series of statements. We're not this, mm-hmm. we're not this. We're not this. And some of those statements were, jabs. were very directed. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, what do we, did we write them down? No There's one about- No diesel gate. And no diesel gate. I wonder what they're referring yeah, to that's there. Yeah, it's
2: almost impossible to tell. Yeah. Um, And no conquering Mars.
0: No conquering Mars, which I guess is more of along the lines of like, we're not distracted by other things. I think it's
2: like very specifically like our CEO is not distracted yeah. for other things, which I know nothing about Volvo yeah. CEO. Like but
0: conquering Mars sounds kind of dope. But I guess if you're like, we're not conquering Mars, you're like, are we're not distracted by that. I think
2: it's safe to say if I'm going to buy a car, I don't give a damn about if yeah. the people making it are conquering Mars or not. So. Yeah, but um, it was
0: it was specifically for the Polestar 2, which to me is, it says a couple things. One, all right, they're actually trying to sell this car. Yeah. Big time, cool. Um, and two, uh, I don't know, what do you think? Did they did they make a meaningful case for like considering the Polestar as a car to buy, or was that more of a statement about Polestars
2: in general? I think what is they know that they're i mean so we kind of talked about which type of ev companies would be going on at the super bowl we were wondering if we would see rivian or um like lucid Startups. which we didn't P- cars companies that people don't know and while polestar still under volvo is not a household name right now so i think that commercial could have been whatever it was if you see that really nice white polestar at the end and see the the car company polestar people are going to be like what is this and be intrigued, and In that's the what they did. It worked perfectly.
0: Yeah, that's the kind of commercial where I think people just Googled Polestar. Probably. And not specifically the Polestar 2.
2: Yeah, I would not doubt if all of these uh, different car companies during the Super Bowl, if Polestar was the most searched after. Of the EVs? Yeah, because it's a company no one knows about. Or company yeah. most people, less yeah. people know about, yeah. Yeah, I guess
0: that was my initial suspicion when I was considering like what counts as an EV commercial If you are just going to generically say, like, I think we'll get to this in a second. Actually, let's just do it now. The GM commercial. Yes. The GM commercial wasn't about look at this one specific product that's so sick that it changes the trajectory of our company. No. It was, uh, I think they ended with a statement that just said Thirty new EVs by 2030. Did it say that? I think that was the text that was on the screen GM was at the kind end. of
2: weird because they were also one of the specific sponsors of the Super Bowl, so they yeah. kind of had little pieces. They actually had two commercial, full blown commercials, okay. and then also their like little transitions. Yeah, um, but that
0: I did see one that had
2: that. Statement you're talking about at the, the end. was it the doctor, the Austin Powers one? Uh it had a bunch of people in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Austin Powers one was like um, a. I don't know if I'm showing my age, but Austin Powers was a really funny movie. When I was a bit younger, I loved them. So it like brought back the cast of that and kind of Dr. Evil's like this villain. So basically right in in the commercial is like pollution and everything is the real number one villain of the world. So in order for Dr. Evil to be the number one villain, he has to eliminate pollution so then he can be the evil. So he has to save the world to destroy the world. Got it. Um, And that's kind of, and then he hops in a Hummer at the end. Yeah. Um, which also had a really funny, like, really low angle of him in the Hummer. And it's like, that's how I actually feel when the Hummer is, like, around. Yeah, I think that's how we all feel about the Hummer, standing next to that thing. Yeah. Um, And funny enough, the other ad was for the Silverado EV, which was specifically one model. Yes. Um, I know it was a Sopranos tie-in, which I don't watch it. I don't think you do either. But funny enough, it was just it driving around, like, places right outside yeah. the studio. That one was really funny because I, I remember when we shot the
0: Rivian video, we drove around like the studio around yeah. New Jersey and we're, I'm like testing the car and all this stuff. That Silverado commercial to me was not a Sopranos reference because I've never seen the Sopranos, sorry, no. but they drove around our studio, Pretty, <laughs> all the street signs and everything. Yeah, I'm like, I drove the Rivian on that same yeah, road. That's my commute in <laughs> the yeah, morning. Yeah, that's my commute. That's crazy. So yeah, that, that was sort of like hitting close to home, but it was specifically for this Silverado EV pickup truck.
2: That, that was what that commercial yeah. was for. I also thought the truck looked better in that video than some of the press images we've it was seen. It blue one, maybe. Right? Yeah, maybe just actually seeing it driving around. Yeah. Um, it looked yeah. nice.
0: Seeing it move, seeing it roll. Um, I think also then the first one of the night for me was uh, the BMW iX.
2: Yeah. And this is another Arnold. funny
0: one. Yeah. It, it had some sort of lightning puns about zapping everything I, with lightning.
2: Yeah. It's, I don't know. I didn't get the part where he's so mad that he's like charging everything, but then he's happy that he gets an electric car that needs to be charged. So to me, it felt like this was just more work for Arnold <laughs> Zeus, but yeah, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I know Hayata is going to disagree with me on this one, but I kind of liked what it looked like despite the giant the nostril pig, pig nostrils on the do front you like of the it car. Despite the nostril or do you like it with the nostril? I would like it more without the nostrils, but I still do like it with the nostrils. Interesting. So that was yeah. that was specifically a commercial for the. I'm BMW getting WIX. I'm getting a nod of agreement. Yeah. Okay. It's uh, it was good. It,
0: I think that was also one that probably would have some people searching for it after they saw the commercial. Yeah. Because it had a big like road presence in the video. You saw it moving and rolling. You're probably interested in a new BMW. What is that new electric car? So mm-hmm. that, that I think they they did a pretty solid job in that commercial of getting that
2: curiosity going. It was going. it was the cutesy Super Bowl as commercial, enough yeah. to kind of catch your interest for a second. And then a new car from BMW is always um, interesting. Now, there was another one that to me felt like the EV aspect was too second, uh, like pushed on the back burner for it because. I, I looked at multiple blogs to to write this episode today, just to make sure I could watch all the commercials. And mm-hmm. almost none of them included Nissan as having an EV ad. Right, you know, the it. Nissan one. Yeah, yeah. And I caught. We both caught it. Um, but it was just like this action hero with Eugene Levy driving around in a Nissan Z, and then at the end, when the movie like premieres, he hops into a Nissan Aria, and yeah. it like quickly shows the back of it, but almost. Right. No one noticed. That. Yeah,
0: I. It was funny. I was watching all these commercials. Immediately, when a new commercial would come on, I go, "Oh, is this an EV? Is this a, is this an electric car?" Yeah. So I'm watching it, and this entire time it's this it's this gas car making gas car oh, sounds, yeah, yeah. and it's a Nissan commercial. So I'm like, "Oh, it's not the EV." Mm-hmm. So I just sort of tune out for a second because I'm just watching this yellow Nissan sports car drive around, and then at the very end, yeah, they they bring in the Aria and, and they show away. the badge of the Aria. So mm-hmm. you're like, "Oh, that's the electric one." And then the commercial ends. So I guess I count that.
2: I they mentioned it. it. It's not a good one. It's not.
0: No same. one looked up the aria. Afterwards. I think that's true. Yeah. I think that's true. So I also want to throw in just a, a quick bonus one, mm-hmm. an extra one. It it wasn't technically for an EV, but it was electric car related. It was for the wall box EV charger, yeah, 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 so it was a like a garage charger for electric cars. It got a super bowl ad. That's I was kind of surprised crazy. that this, you know, I've never heard of this company, but they've made this electric car charging box that you put in your garage. And there's lots of other companies that make these too, yeah. Um, but they had a super bowl ad, so that's pretty sick.
2: I think what's crazy about that is like we knew we were going to get EV commercials, and we know that means it's like a te- step towards being more in the mainstream, but getting. EV accessory commercials at that? I intense. feel like we took two steps yeah. more towards it being mainstream and people wondering about it. Do you did they he plugged into a car, right? Was it just like a default mm. no name like no badge car? I think that's it good, I think it was just like a, a silver crossover. I don't actually remember. Let me find it. I'm sure no company. I was just it would be funny if that's how Tesla slipped in cuz like 2 years ago Tesla didn't have a Super Bowl ad, but they kind of did because when they were asking all the players during the press conference in the beginning like about their cars like half of them mentioned a Tesla yeah and so everyone was like oh yeah Tesla snuck in there without any real marketing oh interesting it's uh I am catching
0: a glimpse they didn't make it to the logo but if you look at the ad you can tell that's an Audi
2: that's an Audi grill and Audi headlights oh yeah so that's got to be the e-tron somebody trying to SUV. SUV yeah huh. So there you go. Interesting, unofficially featured, okay. but it was for the box. So let's go back to that nine point five number. <laughs> Weird thing here is, so we have BMW, GM, Hyundai, Kia, Polestar, Nissan. There was no specific Volvo one for mm-hmm. an EV at least.
0: Do you count Wallbox? Um, I'm I'm gonna count it because it's in the genre of EVs. Okay,
2: so that is seven companies, but GM had the GM and the, and the Silverado one, so that's two. Yeah. So then I think we're going to be under even if there was. I thought there may have been a second Polestar commercial, but I don't know if that was a social media one during it because there's uh, another one, one similar to it where they're just a bunch of like words. Yeah. Flashed.
0: So slightly under. So we're under, slightly but under. close. Pretty close. I, I don't. I don't mind that guessing. You know, I honestly think we're going to see more next year. I think when you watch car commercials over the next couple of years, more and more of them in general will be EV commercials yeah, because sure. more and more of them will be EVs, so naturally the number goes up. Yep. So uh, I was optimistic with my 9.5, but I feel pretty good about that.
2: And I'd like to say, like, you think about Super Bowl, you think about kind of like the stereotypical, like, trucks and whatever, like gas, we love gas cars, we love football, American football, for True. all you international listeners out there, sorry, sorry, American mm-hmm. football. Um seeing EVs in there feels like it's reaching an audience that EVs wouldn't maybe hit quite as often. So yeah, I dug that. But we talked about Toyota not having any EV presence on there, but probably like a month ago at this point, we just haven't gotten a chance to talk about it. They kind of released a bunch of concept ideas for their lineup of EV between them and Lexus. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to go over a few of them. This is all purely looks. But I think we just have to go through some and look at them because we did it once, and I think some of these look really, really nice, and some of these look really, really dumb. So off the top, they start with a promise, just like lots of other companies have. Toyota says
0: they're going to spend over $17 billion to come out with 30 EVs by 2030. Yeah, Very similar. Is that the same as what GM said? 30 by 2030?
2: I, I guess don't remember. so. I'm losing track with I all think of these at this point. They're all sort of
0: around the same thing. In the yeah. next decade, here's what we'll do. So, okay. So they've, they've showed us these, these images and a bunch of, some of them are renders, but some of them
2: are actual like models. N- I think they're all models because while that top picture looks like renders, when you scroll down, they have individual photos of all of them. Okay, so they've had some
0: press renders, but also they made a bunch of models. Yeah. So they've made a bunch of models of different I guess I'd call them ideas for form factors for EVs. So Toyota makes a bunch of different things. They make uh, everything from the Prius to the Camry to the FJ Cruiser to a 4Runner to whatever. They make a bunch of different type of things. I think
2: by volume Toyota is the most sold car manufacturer in the world. So they've got a bunch of different form factors. So I
0: guess what they're picturing is the future of all these form factors yeah. as electric. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of what we're looking at here. Not specific models or miles of range or price oh, no, tags or any of that. It's just sort of like, huh, a two-door sports car. Yeah,
2: cool. some of them are very clearly, um, like the Tacoma and the FJ Cruiser are very clearly based on the legacy, um, which is funny enough, I think the Tacoma looks amazing. I think mm-hmm. the FJ Cruiser looks like a weird Lego box like driving around yeah um i think maybe describe it for our our audio listeners i mean so what i love so much about the tacoma just in general is it like it keeps this really boxy rugged look very flat front with it when you had to have the grill it was super simple so Mm -hmm. this is pretty much just that but now the grill is essentially eliminated um this picture is in white i've just always the tacoma looks so good i think this looks really good. If you can just imagine a Tacoma with almost no grill. And I think a lot of cars, when you take the grill off, look really, really good. And that's why EVs look really good. The Tacoma is the
0: truck that my neighbor put a pool in his trunk. So he's, it's a, it's a versatile truck. Is what I get. Yeah, I
2: that's definitely one of their selling <laughs> it's points. For it's a sure. versatile vehicle. Yeah, I don't know cool. if the EV one will, or you might get electrocuted. Um, uh, but yeah, should have we're a drain plug
0: or something. It should be yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, you know, no worries. Um, okay, so next to that, I'm seeing the FJ Cruiser one, which is a nice little blue color with a stripe. That doesn't looks, it look like a Lego? It looks it, like Mega Blocks. It's funny because they're all like these blacked out tinted windows, so they kind of look like like toy cars. And this one looks more like a toy car than any of the yeah, others I think. It looks like a total toy. It's funny. Um,
2: I would it looks cool though. Yeah, I want to skip through a couple of these. There's a like a little bronze roadster that like Is I'm, that a Supra? Is that what that's supposed to be? Uh yeah, I think you might be right. There. Dude, this looks like it should be in Tron. It looks like it only has one seat, right? Yeah, so
0: they've they've made this little sports car thing. My my question when I see these is like right now, we don't have any 2-door EVs other than the Mini Cooper. So the challenge I always think about with this small EV is where do you put the battery? Yeah. Well, I guess you had the first-gen Tesla Roadster. Um, with that first-gen Tesla Roadster, it put the batteries behind the driver, sort of like where a mid-engine car would have the uh-huh. engine. Um, and with a car like this, I'm looking at, I guess, you know, you want the driver to be pretty low. So if you do the skateboard design with the batteries at the bottom, the driver is not that low. So you got you to gotta put the batteries, like maybe some in front, some behind. I don't know. It's a compact little car. Yeah.
2: Um, we can also skip ahead here. There's a lot of SUVs. I, I know it's kind of hard to describe everything, especially when these don't have specific model numbers, but yeah, I have to say in the Lexus side, uh-huh. I am in love with like three of them. They have the four-door sedan, which just looks super mean. It's like, it almost has this perfect, I'm going to go back to Tron again, where it like it perfectly like arcs over itself and just is like a really clean <laughs> side profile mm-hmm. and has like a couple holes in the hood. Um, looks really good. Then they have a two door that looks almost like a um, FRS, where like you know a little longer um, front two door roadster s yeah. car. But That's
0: got to be batteries at the front. It looks like dude. The
2: lights on that and the front like spoiler look. St- So that might be one of my best. Very McLaren lights, I must admit. Super McLaren, supercar type lights. Very, very nice. I think this might be my favorite looking EV. Like, right? Well, if it if it happens, it's real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and then they have one other. If you go two more, no. About three more in, it's like a crossover SUV. They're doing. I I think what I love about EVs, and without ranting too much, is like. What we can do with the lights and the lack of grill and what we can, we can make the front of cars like fun, Mm -hmm. which I think is really interesting. I think some EVs are doing a really poor job at it. I don't love the Mustang front, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But some of these like, I like an aggressive car. But even with like the Rivian, the Rivian's not aggressive, but not it all. looks so cool Friendly because face. the light bar can go straight across the with no grill or anything.
0: Yeah, the Rivian's an interesting one. So I whenever I think about these uh, these older car companies making their first EVs, yeah. I think they all have a decision to make with each new model. Is do we want this to be based off of the old one mm-hmm. and bring in people who are looking for familiarity, or do we want to change it up and make it look futuristic and bring in yeah. the sort of newer, younger type audience, mm-hmm. and they have that decision for every single model, and I think the ones that look like the old ones are looking like the old ones for a reason. It's because they sure. want you to the go, F-150. oh, I know what this is. Mm-hmm. This is going to be just like the old one, but electric. I can get used to that. Fine. And then there's these uh, these faces with the, with the crazy lights and yeah, the slots yeah. and the bars, and those are a little more risky, but... You kind of have to make a different looking car once in a while. And I think this is their chance to try something new. I think to catch
2: some eyes. It's going to catch some eyes, for sure.
0: The R1T was like the most eye-catching car I've driven in years. Which is we've driven some
2: crazy cars. I've driven
0: McLarens around. I've driven around supercars for this channel. I've tested some crazy things like that. But yeah, I think I went to go get, you know, food or something after one of the days that we were shooting and just driving into the parking lot, there were people like pointing at it and like... What is that? Oh, that's the thing. It mm-hmm. was very recognizable. It's got the face. It's got the, it looks kind of like an eyes, like eyes it and a smile. definitely
2: eyes for sure. Yeah, yeah. It
0: was, it was very interesting to see that happen. So yeah, they've got a choice to make. And I think they've made a lot of those choices here in their little propositions of designs, which are cool. Um, yeah. I think my favorite is the, uh, the bronze little roadster.
2: The, oh, you like the little bronze one? That's I like do. a go-kart.
0: I know. That's what I'm into.
2: Yeah. But I imagine driving that around when there's also the Hummer EV on the road. Yeah, I'm just going to zip around and avoid that Hummer.
0: yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm avoiding that Hummer yeah no that's it's fascinating so yeah we we get a bunch of promises we get a bunch of very vague like yeah we'll
2: have we'll have a lot of range don't worry yeah we'll also uh, link this article in the show notes for any audio listeners who might want to see what these things look like they're very hard to explain um when you don't have a direct comparison but yeah well we got to take a break but when we come back we'll talk
0: about iMessage reactions finally working with google messages and uh, a little bit of harmony between iphones and androids kind of sort of be right back
1: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com.
0: Support for the show comes from Anthropic. Companies of all sizes are exploring use cases for AI and finding that it's not a one-size-fits-all game. It's all about finding the right balance between speed and speed and intelligence. Like if you're powering a customer chat experience, you need instant speed at low cost. If you're doing complex R&D or advanced analysis, you need frontier intelligence. Claude 3 from Anthropic offers AI models for a variety of tasks and budgets. Claude 3 Opus is their largest and most powerful model that can handle complex tasks and analysis. Sonnet strikes the balance between information and speed. And Haiku is the fastest and most cost-effective model that can execute lightweight actions fast. Anthropic is dedicated to building AI systems that are reliable, interpretable, and steerable. Their multidisciplinary team of researchers, engineers, policy experts, and business leaders designed Claude to elevate the field of generative AI. See for yourself. Join the thousands of enterprises who use Anthropic to navigate this new frontier. Visit anthropic.com slash Claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, today. Jumpstart your genius with Claude 3 by Anthropic. All right, we're back, and we've brought David along to talk smartphone ecosystem news. We got a lot to talk about, though. Mm-hmm. This is good, David, welcome. Welcome so, to me. So we had a, a, a sort of a headline of like a kumbaya moment, right, so uh, mm. what I guess the headline is Google Messages and iMessage kind of work together a little bit better because if you send a reaction from an iPhone, Then someone using specifically the latest beta of the Google Messages app will see the reaction as a reaction instead of as a new text. Yeah, we did it. I have some reactions to
3: this news. We we, we didn't do it. Well, we kind of did. It it. was already in motion. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) Mm -hmm. that was actually kind of a funny thing. It was like on Twitter when they announced that this was finally being rolled out. Everyone was like. Marquez, the team made the oh, made, no, made yeah. it happen. It was like oh, uh, it was already happening, but
0: yeah, it did happen after our video. We'll but this didn't just like it. spin up because <laughs> of my video. Just so you know, yeah. Yeah. So okay, so basically, this is being done on Google's end, right? Yeah. Google's latest version of the Messages app, which is using RCS and and does a bunch of great things with R- with RCS. If I can talk. Um, is is taking that information and just turning it into a reaction? Yeah, basically, it's all being done on Google's end. Nothing was changed on the part of Apple. They're yeah. just doing mm-hmm. their thing, and so people are seeing that as like, all right. I guess Google's kind of bending to Apple not supporting RCS by just taking that message and turning it into
3: a reaction. Here's what I here's what I see as what's happening. Google's trying to make the experience for Android users better because they know that Apple is never or is not going to do that right now. Yeah. So by they're basically using a very brute force method. Um, what's kind of funny is in like pretty much any messaging app uh, that's not a standard text message messaging app you can use any kind of reaction. You can use like any emoji as a reaction, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but Apple has six tap backs. That's what they call their reactions, right? They've got like the thumbs up, the heart, the thumbs down, the haha, the exclamation points and the question marks. Nice. <clears throat> and so Google just went and they went, well, these are only six tap backs, so we can just like sort of brute force this thing where like if you get an incoming text message that says X person liked, Blah 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 blah. You just slap a little sticker on there, so right? it's
0: intercepting the SMS that the iPhone is sending anyway. Mm-hmm. And instead of showing the new message that says Andrew laughed at your text, <laughs> yeah. it's just going to put the haha reaction, right? Or an emoji as a reaction. Can yeah, you? That's do really you think you? We probably haven't tested this enough to figure it oh, out. But you, you think you could trick it? it? You think you could
3: trick it and say like, uh, if I text you and say, <laughs> like, Arquez, sure. you know, I laughed at this, but. But what would it, it would have to be the exact same text. It have, that, I don't mm-hmm. know. We'd have to look at the code or we could we could try. Yeah. Uh, I still don't have it on my phone, even though I'm on the beta. Same. Um, so if you have it, let us know how it works Yeah, we working. could try it.
2: That would be yeah. funny. Um, and that's kind of the reason why it also doesn't work on images, because when you send an image or wow. like when you like, when you react to an image on iMessage, it just says liked an image and Google can't take the text of image. Doesn't know which image. Which one it is. Okay. And, in co- the uh,
3: context is weird. Yeah, because it's a very brute force method. Yeah, yeah. Um, I tweeted last week, like, I'm kind of surprised that Apple doesn't intentionally, like, mess this up by just expanding tapbacks to every single emoji that there is. Mm. They have little animations, obviously. So mm-hmm. when you do a tap back, it'll be like, it'll bubble in the exclamation points or do something like that. Yep. So they'd have to build that out, obviously. Um, but I was surprised they hadn't done that.
2: It's also kind of funny because... Google didn't match it exactly one to one. Yeah. On them and the, I, the emojis
3: are not really the yeah, same.
2: I found a really funny Reddit comment that was just like how they changed the heart to the face with heart with eyes the heart eyes. And how that doesn't uh, always work. Which together. is not.
3: They should have just used just the, heart. Use the heart. Yeah, you have it. Because like the heart eyes sometimes could be like flirty. Here's an example. Somebody <laughs> said, um,
2: <laughs> a heart is an acceptable reaction to someone who said their dog just died. Heart <laughs> eyes is not an appropriate <laughs> oh, reaction to oh, a, no. uh, a death in the family. Oh no!
0: Yeah.
3: So
2: yeah, it doesn't yeah. really That's... work one to one there. So
3: here, here lies an issue. Um, mm. Is in my opinion, you're not you're trying to communicate a feeling to the other person, right? And. An issue here is that, like, okay, the experience is slightly better for Android users now because instead of getting a separate message, like, literally yesterday, a friend reacted to every single text that I sent them for the last, like, two days. What a troll. But she didn't know. Like, she had no (laughs) idea. But I just have this. She knew. Maybe. She knew. I don't know. (laughs) She has this full... I have this full page now of just, like, React things. You know, and people do that as a joke, but it was real. So from my side, if, like, my app got updated and I got the reacts cool, but say I'm an Android user who doesn't really understand how they're doing that and how I can't. Is Mm -hmm. Google going to issue some sort of thing that is like, by the way, you're going to see little indicators on your text that show that the iPhone user reacted to you, but you can't react back. That's a kind of weird line and I'm not well, saying that Google shouldn't do it because it is still a better experience. Just yeah. to
2: clarify real quick because I don't think we said it yet but you can't send them back to iMessage. Correct.
3: Uh, yeah, what happens? We, I don't think we said that out you loud. It, you, you just can't. Can. There's no like oh, it doesn't right, let you? you yeah, because it's, it, it's SMS.
2: Because all oh. Google the messaging app is doing is it's taking literally
3: an SMS message oh, and then annoying. turning just it into a reaction.
2: Stamping it on So there. like okay. you yeah. doing it back, iMessage isn't going to pull that you in can't, and do this.
3: You thing. can't even do it back. So yeah, you can can't. only it's do it just, through
0: RCS. Right. So on now you're on an Android phone. If you're in an RCS chat, you can see that you're in an RCS chat. You can react. The person you're talking to can react back. Correct. If you're talking to someone on an iPhone with this latest beta, you will just have to get reactions and you will not be not able be to able react to back you and you probably and won't know why.
3: Exactly. And I'm I'm a little concerned. I still think this is a decent media, mediary solution, but I think that maybe Google should, like maybe the first time you get a reaction, it should send a little message just saying like, this is a kind of fix for something that Apple was doing. It's just—it's going to be confusing for a lot of people. Yeah. They're going to be like, why can't I react back to you? This is the flex tape of
0: feature patches. It's just like slapping a Band-Aid on it. Like, yeah, yeah you can see reactions. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, it works. And then yeah. you're just like, well, I don't know <laughs> yeah, ex- if I can send one back or not yeah. unless I try. Exactly.
2: You could <laughs> potentially make the argument if you don't do a warning that this might bring more people to iMessage because- That's- Yeah, rather than getting just like the annoying he liked it, you're like, oh, I got a reaction. That's fun. I can do that to everyone on iMessage.
3: Here is the interesting thing that I was thinking about this morning in the car. I was like, previously, it was annoying to the Android user to get those reacts from the iOS user because you would get a message that would say, blank, ha ha your message or liked your message. It's annoying because I got that full page. Now, (laughs) I get the reacts on my phone but I can't reply to them. And so now it went from me receiving something that made me feel annoyed to my inability to show the same emotive emotion back to the other person Mm -hmm. that is making me feel annoyed. And my question here is like, is that, like Andrew said, is that gonna make people more want to go to an iPhone because they want to use the feature versus Mm. more want to go to an iPhone because they're annoyed at, I what think the that, iOS user is doing to that. Yeah, I
0: see what you're saying. I think it might be a little strong. Like, I get that you can't react back, but you can just send an emoji, and they can just get the emoji back. Like, right now, if I send you a text on an iPhone, there's two iPhones talking, and I react to your text, to me, that's, like, kind of the end of the conversation. Like, I, I wasn't replying, but mm-hmm. I will just, like, thumbs yeah. up so I saw it. Mm-hmm. So you're not reacting to my reaction. You're just going, okay, you saw it. Like, when I see a reaction, I'm like, yeah. all right, they they saw it. Yeah. So if uh, if an iPhone to my new phone running the beta of Google Messages reacts. I'm not really mad that I can't react back. If I did want to react back, I would just
3: send an emoji, I guess, but I'm not like switching it's, phones because so I can't annoying, react It's so annoying though. Back. And also like the context of like hearting a message versus sending a heart yeah. is different. Yeah, it's like, a little different. I, yeah. I, I know it, That's fair. it shouldn't be, but it feels different. We should just switch to Telegram. Like what, what are we yes. doing? I'm just like, stop. <laughs> stop. stop, stop.
0: Why don't you just use yeah. Telegram, dude? <laughs> Like Uh, the rest of the world.
3: Yeah. No, this is
0: just like an extension on that blue bubbles versus green bubbles video, where like 90% of this conversation is seemingly ridiculous to people who don't care about the iMessage features. But imagine you're using uh, WhatsApp and somebody on a different service can send you messages that
3: land in your WhatsApp inbox, but you can't react back to them. Just like a weird dynamic. That's the other thing is that like you're texting, specifically iMessage is the, is well, the Messages app on iOS is like one of the only messaging apps that changes its feature set based on the recipient. It is the only one. Because everyone else, everything else is platform agnostic, right? You have Telegram. It works exactly the same on Android, iOS, on Mac, on Windows. It's like all the same.
0: Does that make it more or less accommodating? Because if you have WhatsApp, you can talk to anyone else who has WhatsApp. Mm -hmm. But if they don't have WhatsApp... You can't talk to them with WhatsApp. I think that's So better. iMessage is more accommodating because you can talk to people with iMessage or without,
3: it's just it's The, just the fact that iMessage is built into the Messages app and it just confuses people to yeah. thinking it's regular text. I'm playing devil's advocate. Yeah. I hate that, yeah. yeah. It's, it's
0: clearly like, uh, yeah. it's one of the only, yeah, it is the only app that it's actually does It's
3: like the only that. app. Well, I guess now Google Messages with RCS versus non-RCS features is basically the same thing. Right. Um, but I am just really curious, like, Are people going to be more driven towards iPhones because they want a feature versus being annoyed? That's the difference. Like, and I, it's going to take a long time for this to percolate throughout the industry because again, it's only new phones that are shipping that are going with Google messages. So it's going to take, I would say two to three years before we start to know like how people are using the, their messaging app now, Mm -hmm. um, but that's a, that's a question that, that interests me a lot. Yeah, I think you can, you can get comboed into,
0: like you can get annoyed plus like missing out on features. You can get enough of these things happen to you where you're like,
3: oh, fine, I'll just get an iPhone. Like people are just telling you to get an iPhone. Yeah. But um, it just sucks if you want to send an emotion back and you don't have the capability to, but the person you're talking to does. Right. Like, that's annoying.
0: I guess my question would
3: be how much of this patching
0: is Google going to do? Like right now, the reactions are a big thing, right? You yeah. got yeah, six tap backs. So Google's like, you know what? Those are the things you're using all the time. We'll build those in even though iMessage isn't sending that information natively. Well, what about other stuff that iMessage does? Yeah, Do you wanna start patching that stuff too? Or is it just reactions because
3: that's like the big one? I think reactions is like possibly the only one you can technically it the, do. It was the one
2: they could do, actually okay. pull off. Because you the can't, easiest.
3: yeah, you couldn't do, um, uh, you couldn't do inline replies because it just doesn't support. Well, maybe you could. You can't do um, typing indicators because there's no, like, data sending constantly saying showing you're typing because right. it's an SMS. Mm-hmm. Um, video support, you'd have to. I so you got the file size limit to deal yeah, with? Yeah. yeah. Unless Google was like, you are sending a video over SMS. Let me intercept that. Put it in the Internet. Create, like, some sort of video player. And then send. I don't know. They could That's maybe tough. do that. I don't think they're going to do more than this personally. Yeah. This was the one convenient thing that they can intercept via SMS and turn into a feature. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. Flex tape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boom. There it is. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's gonna be weird. It's 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 fun seeing this play out in real time, especially because this has been such a big conversation for so many years and like all of a sudden it's kind of coming to a head. Yeah. You know. The other weird, uh, or I guess not weird, but interesting
0: dynamic to pay attention to is we were reviewing these phones, the S22s. You've got the S22 Plus here. I've had the Ultra in my pocket for a little while, and we have we actually just now got the S22 standard. Mini boy. The stock messages app is the Google Messages app. With the Samsung skin. With a Samsung mm-hmm. skin. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. So I've yeah. got the Google Messages app on Almost every phone I've used for the past, like, three, four years. It's just the app that I enjoy. Mm -hmm. And so when I got this phone, I saw that it had it pre-installed already. I was like, that's great. Mm -hmm. When I go to the Play Store to install Google Messages, it says, oh, yeah, you already have it installed. Mm -hmm. But it is skinned, and it does have a couple different
3: behaviors, like this half-screen behavior. Yeah. So it's like you probably can't see it but it shows like half of it just says messages yeah and yeah. to me that's a waste of space but it's like a one ui it's the samsung thing. reachability thing yeah, yeah that's it's a reachability the, yeah. which i get i get but yeah. it still feels weird like every time i sort of do this to sort of
2: it's know. when i first switched claire to her samsung she was like i it's stuck because it, it looks like you're doing the refresh <laughs> yeah. pull down oh, and where it comes oh, yeah. and then pings back up yeah. and she's like it's stuck and i can't get it yeah. to change yeah. I, even i was like I don't know what's wrong, and then <laughs> looked it up. It's yeah, all, for like, audio listeners, it's
3: like the the top half of the screen. Is white and then just says messages. Yeah, in a literally big bold like text.
2: Thirty percent, and then screen.
3: almost the second f- full bottom half is is where you actually text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of annoying. Which
2: doesn't make sense because like the Note 22 is gigantic
3: and like no, yeah, reaching up to the top. Every it's time smart. Is, I get why they yeah. do it.
0: I actually I think I praised it when I first started doing it with their apps, the Settings app and all that. Mm-hmm. Are I you
3: c- also saying Note 22 as a joke or or oh, on purpose? nope? That was we not a joke at all. I promise. <laughs> like Marquez keeps saying that, and I keep thinking he's joking, but he's doing nope. it
0: like I'm not by wrong. It's a Note 22. If you're
3: correct but
0: definitely. I have definitely said that
3: a couple times I was wondering why you're laughing <laughs>
2: I didn't
0: notice but that. The, the, I guess the reason I bring that up is this is one of the, the points I'm going to make in their full review but it's like this feels like more like Samsung has control over the Android experience more than Google does Yeah, like mm. more people obviously use Samsung phones and we've said it for years like when you compare iPhones to Android phones 90% of the world's like yeah iPhone and Galaxy right the two different things uh, so we've got these couple of features uh, I wanted to point out that make it seem more like a default. Mm-hmm. Number one is, yeah, you got the Google Messages app, but Samsung's like, no, we're
3: doing it our way. They're the only ones that are allowed
0: to skin this. They're the only ones Which that is have skinned Really it. weird. So you know, special privileges, to Samsung. Yeah. Then number two is uh, Samsung actually offers four years of OS updates <laughs> when the Pixel only offers three. Wow. <laughs> okay. So that's another reason like someone would probably opt for the Samsung phone over the Pixel. And then the last one was just there's there's a couple exclusive features. One of them was recently updated. There's a new Google Duo feature. Native duo
3: integration to Native messages, duo. Right?
0: Yeah. So one of them was YouTube videos will play back in line, in a Duo chat. And that was like a YouTube working together with Google thing. But
3: that's all phone. That's all Android.
0: That's all Android. Phones. And yeah. then there's a new Duo SharePlay feature where yeah. you can watch, I call it SharePlay because that's what Apple calls the same feature, but yeah. you can watch a YouTube video with somebody while Duo calling them. Yeah. And that only works- Exclusive to Samsung with phones. Samsung phones. It, so it's a feature that yeah. Google collaborated with uh, to make- like YouTube and SharePlay and Duo, they make Duo. They they own YouTube. This yeah. is a Google thing. Yeah, and they didn't put it on the Pixel.
3: Yeah, and I asked what? I asked Google like, is this coming to all Android phones? And they were like, for now, we are working with this OEM partner. And I'm just like, at, least the, you... at least the Pixel. Why not the Pixel? The Pixel. Like, like, the that's... Pixel should be the default Android phone because Google makes Android. But like this. By far, feels like more of a default Android phone than any other phone that's out right At now. At this point, that's the way I'm phrasing it in the review, yeah. Which is like,
0: yeah, we knew it's a good phone, and we even know it's like kind of a boring phone, and that's to me actually kind of a compliment. That makes it more like the mm-hmm. iPhone because there's no glaring flaws, right? There's nothing missing, right? It's fine. It's boring. Whatever. It's functional, but it's not fun. But if you're gonna, if I'm gonna sit down here and recommend like a blanket recommendation, one Android phone for the masses, what are you gonna recommend? Probably S22. just an S twenty two plus.
3: That's a, this is like. This is the safest bet possible. Yeah. Like, I I don't, they're not trying anything wild that's going to weird people out, but everything it does is just very solid. Rock solid. I think so. the
0: analogy I'm going to use is like probably to uh, like a San Antonio Spurs from the 2000s or even the Phoenix Suns now. David and I definitely understand. <laughs> <reference>. <laughs> I guess I'll Sports. talk right into the camera for this one. <laughs> I don't know what's going uh, on. <laughs> boring basketball is usually winning basketball. But also, mm. also I, I I wish Adam was here because like we would talk, we would talk roster construction where I it's mean, like I could, if you build around a superstar, the superstar has got to be great. And if the superstar falters, the team's bad. If you build a smartphone around one superstar feature, great, but if it doesn't work well all the time, the phone's going to feel bad because you made sacrifices to make the whole thing around that superstar feature. So, you know, there's, let's say an example would be like What's the
3: phone that's done that? Like
0: a superstar feature phone? If I just go- S20
3: Ultra. S20
0: Ultra, superstar camera, 100X. But it sucks. 100X, (laughs) like look at the back of the phone. It says 100X right on the back. Yeah. And there's other good things about that phone, but it was like when that turned out to not be as good as it it's was. Like Cameras getting injured. It was fifteen hundred bucks. Like yeah. you were you were paying superstar money to yeah. get a little
3: bit extra, and it didn't turn out to be worth it. Watch now, him break his ankle. The camera the first couldn't even focus. Yeah. The camera couldn't even focus on anything, and the hundred X was trash. And it was could, rough. it's like the the whole phone was built around the camera system, but the camera system was bad. Yeah. And if and that's the case, like now if we look at the Pixel. This is an interesting one. Yeah. What is the Pixel Superstar feature? I would
0: argue it's Dense. the Google the software Google, experience. Yeah. You get mm. the Google stuff, mm-hmm. all the Google stuff. Mm-hmm. So what happens when there's a Samsung phone getting exclusive Google features before you? Yeah. Now your superstar feature is like kind of missing a piece. Mm -hmm. You're you're not getting this one. Right. Maybe the duo feature is not the thing that sells you the phone, but it's just the precedent's been set. Like Samsung
3: phones get all the same stuff. Well, this happened too because like uh, Pixel phones are supposed to get updates before any other Android phone, but recently it was like I think probably for the December update, the December update was was January update. They've been late. Both the the December and the January have been late, and I think other OEMs got their updates first. I got it on my S21 Ultra before I got it on my <laughs> Pixel 6 Pro. So everyone just like true. so what that was the whole point of buying the Pixel is like getting every new thing first. It's sort of like the Android power user beta yeah. User phone, but then you don't get any of those things. Yeah. And it's so the, also just a glitchy phone. So, like, yeah.
0: Like, so, like, the Pixel's not going to win on display. The Pixel's not going to win on battery, but it's going to win on like camera and software. Yeah. So now, if your, your your major superstar stuff isn't actually standout, there's no reason to spend more for it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this $1,000 phone to me feels like If you want a flagship Android phone, that's the default. Mm -hmm. Probably, like, the coldest take in the world. Like, yeah,
3: obviously. Yeah.
0: But it's just so locked in.
3: I don't know. I I think, yeah, I think the S22 Plus specifically is probably just, like, the best possible recommendation. Yeah. Because it is good battery life, good cameras, good everything. Mm -hmm. The small boy, obviously, like, we don't really – we're still testing the battery. That's my disclaimer.
0: Just start Mm -hmm. testing it. I think it's a – it's a nice, it's a $799 phone. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, we want to save a little bit of money. Same specs, same cameras, but smaller screen, smaller battery. Mm-hmm. Slower charging too. At least the charger is cheaper on the, uh, on the smaller yeah. one. <laughs> so do I think most people will miss that like slightly slower charging? I don't think that makes a huge difference. No. But if the battery is bad,
3: I think that does make a difference. That's the biggest So thing, I think if yeah. you just want safe, yeah, yeah that's the safe one. Because the things people want good of on their phone are battery and cameras. That's battery like,
0: camera screen. I always yeah. say uh I had a
3: five pillars of a great smartphone mm-hmm. and five is even a lot That's for a lot. like the
0: average person <laughs> yeah. but my my five were performance mm-hmm. has got to be solid, camera's got to be solid, battery's got to be solid. Um performance, battery, software. camera, software. Software's got to be
3: solid and just a generally good like build quality in general. Yeah. Um the funny thing is I feel like performance has skewed towards level of bugginess because pretty much all phones are performance now like what does performance really mean anymore it's stability is more of
0: yeah at a flagship level you you're pretty much getting good performance everywhere but again battery might suffer bugginess might happen so if you can nail those five then you've got a good phone i think i might i might do this again in the review and bring this up again too but this phone yeah it's got all five Mm -hmm. software rock solid more so than the pixel, yeah. even.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Build quality, it's glass again now, fine. Yeah. Battery life, like we said, great. Um, cameras are really
3: solid. And then
0: yeah, you're looking at a pretty performant phone. So yeah, no
3: problems here. It's even flat like the iPhone 13. That's so that's true. Yep. That's true. Slightly rounded on the sides, but
0: And now you can see people's reactions.
3: well if you get the uh, beta some people because i still don't have it yeah i don't know i think you got trolled i think somebody (laughs) liked them all knowing you were gonna get a page of messages (laughs) or they just intentionally sent me the like liked blah blah blah. blah, blah. oh wow yeah i do really
2: want to test that to see if you can trick trick it it. i feel like it has to i gotta try there's no way
3: you couldn't yeah it might be a like while the sms is in the network kind of thing and it does it at that point I don't you know you just have to if we you type out it. if you type out the exact SMS that your phone would have
0: sent yeah and send that will the Android phone pick up that SMS and flip it as if you hit the I don't see how it could re- differentiate we have it. to try this after this podcast yeah. immediately yeah, I, yeah. Think that, I think it would my theory is it will show reaction okay
2: I think so I think, I think, it, I think will. it will okay
0: all right sick all right that's <laughs> we're gonna take a quick break we'll come back we'll talk about how desperate AT&T must be and me <laughs> <laughs> support for this episode of waveform comes from gigabyte there's a lot of talk out there about how ai is revolutionizing our world computers are writing newsletters robotic bees are pollinating flowers and a whole new wave of driverless taxis are popping up in cities all over the world but how can ai power our passions and what we do for fun That's where Gigabyte's AI gaming laptops come in. So their range of powerful and portable new laptops deliver cutting edge performance for anyone looking to explore the brave new world of AI-powered gaming. So every 2024 Aorus machine comes equipped with the Gigabyte AI Nexus, which is like a central hub located with all the AI-powered features you could hope for. So that includes super useful tools like AI power gear, which automatically throttles and extends your computer's battery life depending on your power source and usage. You also get access to AI Boost, which optimizes performance based on what you're doing in that moment, whether you're ripping through an FPS or running your own large language model. AI Boost automatically adjusts the GPU and processors to maximize responsiveness and deliver unparalleled efficiency. Lastly, AI Generator includes various generative AI apps for quick startup, and all 2024 Gigabyte models seamlessly integrate with tools like OpenAI and Microsoft's Copilot AI chatbot. But the Aorus 16X and the Gigabyte G6X take it to the next level with a dedicated Copilot key, allowing users to swiftly tap into productivity and generative AI capabilities. I also keep hearing AI is gonna change a lot in the gaming
2: world. Andrew, can you think of anything about that? Not just optimization, like you said, but like more personal optimization I could see happening where like maybe you're playing a competitive game like Valorant and you want higher FPS and lower resolution like you are, you're okay versus like The Witcher where you might want 4K crispy resolution and like a lower frame rate. I think finding that between your computer specs and what you want might help out a lot. Nice.
0: So all of the models that I've been talking about are available right now at oris.com slash laptops slash gigabyte. Dash AI. So that's A-O-R-U-S dot com slash laptops slash gigabyte dash AI. Gigabyte, team up, fight on. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armor All, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armor All products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall. Less work, more clean. Terms apply. All right. Briefly, one more story. And this one might break the internet because I think I'm about to say something nice about a carrier. That's illegal. End of the podcast. It's pretty – I know. This is crazy. But uh, a couple days ago I tweeted <laughs> – we saw it. <that laughs> It looked like AT&T was offering exactly $800 for trade-ins for, uh, you know, towards the Galaxy S22 or S22 Ultra for like everything. Yeah. Everything. So yeah. I went through the site and I punched in, what if I trade in a Galaxy Fold? They would give you 800 bucks. Okay. What if I trade in an iPhone 12? They would give me 800 bucks. So I went all the way to the oldest models and I said, what if I trade in an iPhone 6? And I said, they give you 800 bucks. <laughs> and I said, what if I, what if I put in an iPhone SE first gen? And they said, we'll give you 800 bucks. And I was like, is this real or is this like a a, a bug? Because it kind of, to me, felt like, hey, listen, we believe in these phones and we want so bad for these people on older phones because we know you're about to upgrade. Mm -hmm. You're on an iPhone 6. You're (laughs) looking for a new phone. Okay. I want you on our network, sign a long-term contract, buy this phone. This is, we want, I don't care how much it costs, customer acquisition, we'll pay it. Mm-hmm. I thought that might have been really what was happening. Yeah. And with Samsung, I would have probably, so too.
2: With yeah. With Samsung probably wanting to take over some of the market share back in the US, from I wouldn't doubt if, you sure. know, worked together to try and give it. Better prices to get yeah. someone off of an iPhone onto. Yeah, confidence in these phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was like, all right. So I tweeted a
0: video of me going through the site and plugging in like progressively cheaper phones, and it just kept offering me 800 bucks for a trade in. And yes, I know it's locking you into a long term contract on the carrier and it's mm-hmm. giving you $800 off of the total monthly price you would have been paying for the subsidy because you pay 36 bucks a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. But still, 800 bucks for like a $5 market value phone.
3: That's pretty good. Yeah, especially for a phone that is the small one is $800. Yeah. And so, <laughs>
0: You're like, just
3: trading your iPhone 6 for a Galaxy S22. It's still
0: noteworthy. And so, like, you could literally go on eBay. Buy a five dollar iPhone six. Uh, yeah.
2: Not five. They're However, like 100, they're like a hundred bucks because it had to be working and not a cracked screen and stuff like that. You can that. buy a sixteen gig iPhone six on eBay for even, forty bucks. Probably even if it was a yeah. hundred dollars, that's still seven hundred
0: dollars. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you yeah. go flip it. You bring it to AT and T and you say, "I want my trade in money," and you get eight hundred dollars yeah. off. That I thought was pretty good. I tweeted it, and AT and T quote tweeted my tweet. And this is what they said. They said, let's call it a Wooly Wonka golden ticket moment for our handful of customers who lucked out during a short-lived online glitch. If you're one of them, DM us so we can outfit your new phone too. So it sounds like, it sounds like. They're giving you a
3: free case.
0: They're, they're going to outfit your new phone, so they're going to give you a case. Sounds if, like they're going to honor it. If you took it, advantage
3: of a, of a web glitch.
0: So I'm not sure if that means they're going to honor the $800 off. I think that
3: means they will. If they do, if
0: they actually do.
3: That's what a golden ticket would be, I think. Yeah, it sounds like sounds a golden like ticket. Sounds like it,
0: yeah. So that's, a, that's like a nice thing to say but, about but
3: AT&T. They only fixed the
0: the six, mm-hmm. right? Right, okay, so sort I was of. gonna get to this. <laughs> so I I just now went back to at and and I went in to go buy an S22 Ultra, and I went down to the trade-in section, and I plugged in iPhone 6, and it's now offering me $5 off, <laughs> which is like, oh. Legit rounding error. They right found there. it, they found the bug. This yeah. is a short-lived glitch. I went in and plugged in iPhone SE, first generation, 16 gig, $5 estimated value. Great. But you know what's funny? I went in and I searched for iPhone 7 32 gig
2: and it's still offering me $800. <laughs> also, I just looked that up on eBay, 100 bucks, 100 bucks off. Yep. No, you could get one bucks. for 100 bucks, so it would be seven You can buy Solar it for
0: 100 cells. bucks mm-hmm. and then get Trade the $800 in. trade-in value. Yeah. So if AT&T is still feeling
3: like Willy Wonka, and you feel like getting <laughs> they lucky? They definitely yeah, not anymore. I think I, they probably it just says, held it at an engineer that was like, "Marcus says that you can get <laughs> an iPhone six and an SE," and then they just fixed that. But they didn't look deeper.
0: Yeah. So you know, if you're feeling yeah. lucky, you can try it. You can grab a cheap iPhone from eBay and try it out. But it looks like you know there's still a couple weird glitches on AT and C site that they may may offer and actually yeah. follow through with.
3: Yeah. Maybe. We're Maybe not endorsing. I'm not AT&C. held responsible well, yeah, for anything yeah. you do after watching <laughs> this mean, video. Uh, yeah, just on true. the
2: talk of trade in, Samsung's offering some pretty, and I'm sure they always do. They offer they're some really, ones. really good trade ins. Yeah. I think I looked up an S20 Ultra, which I'm sure if anyone has one out there, they <laughs> <I'm sorry>. they're <laughs> looking to get rid of it. You can get like 450 <laughs> bucks towards a um the S22 series. That's awesome. That's like half price.
3: Mm-hmm. 450. That's pretty good. That's awesome. Two
0: hundred dollar yeah. phone. It's like yeah. you, you did lose money, but it was two years you old. You lost so. money, but you got yeah. two
2: years of usage out of it. And yeah. four hundred fifty dollars off is not bad. Fantastic. Yeah,
3: yeah, that's true. They get. I think Apple does about the same. It's like four hundred fifty for an iPhone eleven Pro towards a thirteen Pro. Two year old. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not going to be like honestly, you can get more. dollars. No. Yeah, but I, I still
0: think like, and this is maybe a privileged place to come from, but if you can sell your phone outright and buy the new one outright, you will get more money you for will it. Get if your money. phone holds value well, like an iPhone 11 will hold more than that, $450. Yeah,
3: they, not a lot more though. Okay. I looked on eBay and the iPhone 11 Pros are going for like 550 or 600 And then after the eBay fees and shipping, it's like, okay, it becomes very close. Okay. So a lot of the time it might just be better to just trade it in. Yeah, you know? yeah. It depends on the phone obviously. If you
0: can if you can find that where you're giving the phone to will do something good with it, they can recycle it if they're doing something like that, yeah. then that's probably the option you want to go with. But you know, if you're just looking to get the maximum dollar, yeah.
3: Or 18T glitch step number 1. Yeah. Step number 2, trade in or send it to Fairphone <laughs> and then get a Fairphone. <laughs> and then get a Fairphone. <laughs> if you're into that. And they will they will recycle the the phone. There you have it. Yeah.
0: All right, I think that's it for this week. Definitely stay tuned for, maybe by the time you see this, we're right around the corner from the reviews of S22 Ultra. I said S22, not Note. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm getting it right. And S22 and S22 <laughs> I'm Plus. I'm walking around with a stick hitting you every time. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> say it right every time. Um, and so yeah, those will be coming up soon. But definitely make sure you're subscribed here for all the latest and the next best episodes. We're coming up with some good stuff on this podcast, mm-hmm. so be sure to get subscribed. Anyway, all right, that's been it. Catch you guys later. Peace.
2: Waveform was produced by Adam Molino. We are partnered with Vox Media and our intro outro music was created by Vane Still. Also, Hayato was doing audio recording today. So just, you
0: know, the the a sh- little shout out. Shout out to Hayato on the boards. Shout out. Celebrity guests. S- in and out. <laughs> Subbing in and out.
3: Subbing in and out.